Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from Sheila, who says, I have a 15-month-old and an almost three-year-old. The three-year-old has been in a toddler bed in his own room since he was 18 months, and 15-month-old is in his own room with a crib. Question is, how do I get both boys to sleep in the same room without risking one waking the other in the middle of the night, death, or without waking the other one with way too early morning rising, double death, or when is the right age to have kids co-room slash bunk up question mark? Sheila, I avoided this by having a two bedroom house when my kids were little. So I wanted my own room, which meant that all three of my kids, two boys and a girl were in the same room for the first five years of their lives. And that was kind of a nightmare, but kind of solved the dilemma, which was when should this start happening? I feel like this is one of those classic things of like, when should I do this? It's a huge decision and there are pros and cons. And the fact is you just have to pull the ripcord on it at a certain point and get through the tough early days and then you'll be fine, which is how this works with most things. Like when should I potty train? When should I? There's really no right answer for when. It's just a question of like, how do I practically do this? So let's focus on this. I think you can do it whenever. I think if the 15 month old is waking up a lot during the night and you have the option of two rooms, I might prefer to just not deal with that right now and keep the 15 month old by himself until he's really sleeping through solidly. But my choice would probably be, eh, that makes my life easier. But also if you just start this, you'll find that it's okay. My 11-year-old and 9-year-old, the two boys, have shared a room since they were born, and it's fine. Yeah, every once in a while, it's a little harder that, you know, one has a sleep problem, but kids sleep pretty soundly once they're asleep. So even if the 15-month-old wakes up during the night, I'd be surprised if that wakes up the three-year-old. I think the key is just doing good sleep habits for both of them at the same time. With my two boys, this involves padding in a half an hour of nonsense before bedtime. So I want my kids asleep by 8.30. I send them to their room by 7.30, knowing that 7.30 to 8 is just going to be nonsense time where they're playing, they're wrestling, they're doing whatever they want to do upstairs in their room. Sometimes now they're playing separately or reading or whatever they're doing. Then at 8 o'clock, it's, okay, now it's time to get in your beds and read. And then at about 8.20, it's lights off. And then it's just constant reminders that it's time to be quiet until 
while they go to actual sleep. And that works pretty well for us. I think the key is to say like, now it's both of us doing the same sleep routine in the same room. And so then they get in the habit and they get in the routine of like, we go into our rooms, we play for a little while, we both go to our separate sleeping areas, and then the expectation is that we are going to go to sleep. Then in the morning, if the 15-month-old is awake, if the three-year-old still needs sleep, he's probably going to sleep through. It might mean jumping up and grabbing the 15-month-old out of there right as soon as you start to hear him making noise. And for the three-year-old, if he's awake and the 15-month-old is still asleep, you know, we just set the expectation. When you're awake, you come out of your room. You can play in the living room or you can do whatever the morning thing in our house is, but you're out of the room. And so you just really set that room up as like a little bit of play, then it's sleep, then you come out of the room so that that is the sleeping chamber and that's what happens in that room. If you're having trouble with it, you have the option, you have the extra bedroom, you can re-separate them. If it's not working, try again in six months. But it's really just about setting the expectation of this is how we behave in the bedroom, this is what happens here, and don't get hung up in your own mind of like, this is a huge decision and it's going to cost me my sleep. If it's costing you your sleep, go back to your previous system, try again in a little while. But if you set strong expectations about how you expect them to behave while sleeping in the room together, boom, you'll have them sleeping together in no time and it will be fine. My kids have done it for 11 years now. It's working out pretty well. Sheila, I hope that answers your question. If you have questions for myself or Amy, you can send them to us at questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. You could ask them on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhealthcast. And Amy and I might answer your question next. Thanks, Sheila. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. 
It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.